What's up, everybody? Joseph back with another episode of DFW Creatives, where I shine a spotlight on Dallas Fort Worth creatives I find inspiring. My special guest today is the extremely talented singer-songwriter Anna Katarina. Anna just released her new single titled Only Love. It's available now on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And you can find more of Anna's work on AnnaKatarinaMusic.com. So, to catch all you loyal listeners up to date... I first became aware of Anna's music, oh, about a year and a half ago when I set up this podcast. SoundCloud, my podcast host, had suggested Anna's music based on my love of jazz and blues. The first song I actually listened to of hers was a live cut. It was uh, Midnight Blues with uh, Rick Lingard on the saxophone and the piano. Amazing, amazing live cut. I think I listened to it a few times. After that, I, I checked out a few more of her tracks, and then I went on to uh, her profile, which led me to her website, AnnaKatarinaMusic.com, and uh, I saw that she had been uh, in Dallas and Austin, a few other places recently, and I was like, damn, I would have, I wish I would have caught her. So you guys know me, I like to connect with artists, I reached out to her, actually on Instagram, where I found out she's an amazing model too, who's been featured multiple times in online magazine publications, as well as being a commercial model for clothing brands. Is there anything this girl can't do? Ugh. So I asked her to be on the podcast to share her story with you guys. We're actually doing this podcast via Zoom, so forgive the quality. Hey, Anna. Hey, thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you, Joseph, for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, it was great meeting you down in Texas, and I was supposed to be back down there now, actually. Um, so still in Canada. Thank you, COVID. But it's nice to be able to do this via Zoom. Well, if it helps, you're not missing much. It's uh, raining cats and dogs here. So I want to uh, try to get everybody caught up to you. Uh, I'd like to start out with a couple of things, like how you got started. Wow, a big question. Um, I mean, it's pretty cliche, but I've been playing music since I could talk. Uh, I've My mom put me in classical piano when I was four, so I grew up with it, you know, being a part of my everyday life. I always knew that that's what I wanted to do. So eventually I added on other instruments, violin and um, I took tons of singing lessons. And then after graduating high school, I went to the Selkirk College music program in, in British Columbia. And I've done about three and a half years post-secondary music. Um, I did some time at Berkeley in Boston, uh, which was pretty amazing. And since then, I've just been working away at the industry. I've been in Vancouver for the last three years. And uh, my biggest project has been my my duo, my indie or like indie folk pop. Uh, we're called Rumor Mill, and that's who I just released this latest album with. Um, so most of my focus has been developing that project, and now I'm pursuing alongside that my my solo work. So it's been COVID's been a blessing in disguise because I've had lots of creative time to uh, to get stuff out there. Yeah, I bet I've heard a lot in the music scene that uh, it's been a very um uh, inspirational year because they are alone with their thoughts and um, you're kind of separated from uh, where a lot of people get their inspirations from which is like other people but just being trapped kind of in your head and your environment kind of hearing that same feedback and I'm no noticing in your work too uh, I'm really loving the new stuff I actually did just release a song about two weeks ago called only love and it's uh, it's an original uh, and yeah, that was completely written by myself and it came together super quickly. And I just knew, you know, this is exactly how I want it to be. There's no question. 
um, I worked with my friend Vinay Lobo in Vancouver on the production of it. But in terms of the the actual song, yeah, there's no question. It just it stands alone as it is, and I I was really confident going into the recording process of how I wanted it to sound, and I love it. I think that the the recorded version sounds amazing. Was this the first time that you've gone into a, a real studio and, and worked uh, on your own? Um, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, I've worked in studios years for years, but it's always been either with with my band or on other people's projects. So this is it was the first time that I rented a studio and hired an engineer and um, and a drummer and went in and recorded something that was fully just Anna Katarina. How did you go about finding the the people to work with? It's really important to work with somebody that I I resonate with on a personal level. Um, I think there are circumstances where it can be fine to work with people that I don't personally like for the sake of the project, but um, a lot of creating art is the process, and I want that process to be enjoyable not like I'm banging my head against the wall, which sometimes it can feel like that. Um, so I found Soul Man for Hire is my friend Vinay, and I've known him for years. He's played on a lot of Rumor Mill albums. He's an amazing guitar player and um, bass player and producer, engineer. Uh, I've also sang on, on his recently released album. So just having worked with him in the past, um, I also had just written this song called No More Drowning back in the summer, and it's kind of groovy, bluesy, almost a bit Motown, but with like a hip hop beat. And as soon as I wrote it, I thought, man, I got to get Vinay to produce this with me because it's just up his alley. He's such a groovy player, um, and I want his guitar playing all over this track. And... And so I hired him for that, and he's doing an amazing job. I'm so excited to release that guy um, probably in February. And when I was gearing up to record it, I wrote Only Love, which is a song that I just released. And I thought, well, hey, let's do two. I'm, I'm renting the studio, and I'm hiring the players. Might as well just – it's always better to do more at once anyways. Um, so that's kind of how that came about with Vinay. Uh, for players, I mean, there's a big difference between a session musician and a non-session musician. And I'd, I'd say it's either ideal to go into the studio with a band that you've been playing with for a while and, and you know exactly what you want of the experience or to hire somebody that works as a session musician, um, meaning every take that they do is going to be perfect. You can ask them to do anything and they'll nail it. Uh, you don't want to be wasting time in the studio because it's expensive and it can be frustrating. And you also don't want to have, you know, 20 drum takes to be going through because then you're playing, paying your your audio engineer more to, to mix that. I do some mixing myself, but I don't mix my own drums. Not really interested at this point. Um, yeah, so just doing your research, listening to different people's tracks, uh, studios. I look at their their rooms, uh, their websites, their gear list, their rates. Like for me, microphones are super important. Um, what kind of board they have. I recorded at Hipposonic Studios, which is Aerosmith's recorded there. Like it's a really old studio. It used to be called Little Mountain, and they have an incredible like SSL board and 
insane gear. It's amazing. Uh, I like the old name, though, Little Mountain recording yeah i like it too yeah it Um, sounds cozy but (laughs) it's in the middle of vancouver which is pretty cool it sounds really nice i'm kind of picturing in my head some of my favorite artists uh, of all time you always see like the band photos you know behind the scenes and they they're playing in a cabin or something and i'm just like i would just like i would like to just be there not only to hear the recording but uh you know uh, it just sounds like a great environment to be in so yeah. do you feel like the environment is, is very crucial for creating music? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's kind of like yoga. Um, I think that if you can, like the ultimate goal is to be able to do yoga no matter where you are. Um, it doesn't have to be this perfect studio space or room with candles and low lighting and no outside noise. Um but it's a lot more enticing and it's a lot easier and it's more inspiring and you're more likely to gravitate towards that environment. And it's, it's the same with creating music and songwriting for me. You know, if I'm in a room full of people, I'm not going to feel very inspired to picking up the guitar and, and writing, but sometimes I am. And I think that ultimate creativity comes wherever you are. It's just, helping to feed that creativity and an environment for me personally has always had a huge impact on my emotional well-being and and how well I can create uh so so I do think it's really important but I'm always working towards making that less important because I don't always get to have the perfect environment that I want what uh what is the perfect environment for you where, where have you found where you've created some of the you know, the best songs, or at least the songs that were uh, closest to your heart? Huh. I mean, honestly, lately, I've been in Nelson, British Columbia, which is my hometown, and it's been incredible. It's quiet. It's a mountain town. I have studio access because my, my stepdad uh, has a studio downstairs. I have tons of instruments around. Uh, it's usually there's only a couple people home. I can, in the summer, we have a beautiful yard, could go outside. So here has been great because I can, it's not a tiny apartment where I'm always in the same room. I can change my environment even by walking into the next room or walking outside. Um, but there's something about this town that's magical. Like I, it, I call it magic town sometimes because it's, it's so wonderful like there's an energy here that's it's just amazing it really fosters creativity and the arts community is amazing and I I think just being here it slows me down and it it, I feel great here so so lately it's been amazing um I love the idea of a cabin in the woods anything that's kind of you wake up in the morning you're away from technology you have a wood stove you have your like amazing coffee and your instruments and it's great but I've written some songs like a song that my band we just put out this insanely beautiful music video everybody should watch it because it's so beautiful we had an amazing team working on it called wake me up and it took me years to finish that song so I started when I was in living in Boston going to Berkeley in 2013 and then I was living in Red Deer Alberta in the middle of winter it's like minus 40 and I 
you know, wrote the next part. And then I finished it, I think in 2017, uh, in Vancouver, and then we recorded it. So, and I, I love that song. I think it's great. So really depends. I was going to ask you a little bit about the new album. You recorded it uh, earlier this year? Uh, we actually recorded it uh, about a year ago. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. We started recording in April 2019, and we just released our first EP, um, Daylight's Free. And the plan was to do a longer album, but instead we ended up separating the projects, which I'm really glad we did. Um, so we started in yeah April 2019 and most of the recording we did in our Vancouver apartment so we turned one of the rooms into a studio space and we had even like this closet that we used as an isolation booth for vocals and I mean I'm impressed with how it sounds uh considering our environment that we recorded it in some of the stuff like the drums we did do in a studio space um yeah it was a long process what, what, what was uh, what was different about the environment? Uh, just like not being in a real studio, so nothing okay. was treated. Um, our apartment was actually five different apartments in an old heritage home that was over 100 years old, so there's no soundproofing, no treatment. We had hardwood floors. Basically, we were working with a space that was everything that should not be conducive to recording. Um, but we built a bunch of sound panels and we did the best that we could and it sounds great. Um, the cool thing about our, this is kind of getting into like nerdy music talk, but we have zero MIDI on our track. It's all audio, um, which is which is cool, especially in the space that we were recording. And you can really tell on the album, like it, it has that really authentic, warm analog sound that we wanted. Uh, and yeah, it was a long process because we're we were like we're doing everything. So my part, my band partner, Alin, she's an audio engineer, and she so we recorded it all. She mixed the whole thing. We produced it. Um, the only thing that we didn't do ourselves was mastering, which is you know you obviously you want to send that to a mastering engineer. And so it took a while. <laughs> yeah, we finished it in January and. Then our plan was to release it in April and then COVID hit and our publicist was like, don't do it now. So then we waited until June and then like with Black Lives Matter, we're like, this is not the right time to, for us to be asserting ourselves. Um, also, we're just not going to get coverage. So then we waited more and we just released it in September. Um, but yeah, it's called Gone With The Wine, six tracks. We did everything. I'm really proud of it. I think it sounds amazing, and um, I'm excited to keep recording. Of course, it's on iTunes, Spotify, all of them right now. And uh, mm -hmm. I remember seeing you post it on your Instagram, and I like the album cover, too. Where were y'all yeah. at? It, it looks like y'all were uh, facing uh, the ocean. Yeah, we did a shoot with one of my best friends, Maya Dehan, uh, and she's an, art, she's an industrial artist. Um, but she got us up at four in the morning and it was really cold and we went to Rec Beach, which is kind of the novelty nude beach in Vancouver um, by the university. And there was actually a big group of people that were still there, like drunk from the night before. It was that just, early. Just drunk, just hangover and naked, just lying around. Yeah, um, they're like, we can help you. I'm like, no, you cannot help us. Um, but all the photos um, from that shoot, and we use a lot of them like as our promo photos, and we, we've used them as our single release as well. But they're all taken on film. 
um, with zero editing, which is really cool because I think the effect is absolutely stunning. Um, so we're really lucky to have a friend that is willing to work with us. Yeah, I like it's very uh, minimalistic and uh, it almost feels like it's got a tilt shift to it or like it's uh, yeah. it's sharp in the center and kind of it's very blurred and a little with a little vignetting around the edges. But uh, yeah, it's a great EP. Uh, I like whiskey a lot and chain. Yeah. Those two were definitely my favorite. Uh, was this EP pretty easy to put together or did, was there a lot of, uh, you know, this song works, but this song doesn't work? Uh, I mean, we didn't nix any songs. So we knew that these were the six songs that we were going to record. And there, it's not like we had more and we weren't sure um we were we were pretty dedicated to these six songs yeah the editing process i mean honestly most people i talk to don't even understand how in depth the editing process is um so it, it is cool to talk about some of the some of the tracks like um i should know better which that's one of my favorites i love the production on that that came together so easily um it's just like we just had ideas and they just worked and um and the slide guitar and the violins like i just love the whole cinematic approach to it and the production's amazing and in that song i think got pretty much finished first and which was great it was good to start really easy but then we had some songs that were challenging like whiskey oh my gosh it, that one we were banging our heads against the wall it was there's something about it, like the production and the mixing, that took a long time to to really nail. Um, to the point of, I never want to listen to the song again. And I well, that's now, your prerogative. I'm listening to it after this podcast. <laughs> no, but it's funny because now, like I, it's one of my favorites. I love it. I love the way our voices are together. I love the kind of like moody Tom Pettiness. Um, that we were going for. Oh, like it, okay. it, I can see that. I'm a Tom Petty fan. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely an inspiration for that track. And all the other ones kind of fell between that. Like, the, the chain started out really easy, and then it, it's like we kind of hit a wall. Wake Me Up, I think, kind of spoke for itself. Uh, we did some production on that tune early on with another producer because we were originally going to put it on our, our first EP. Um but yeah, every song's different, and sometimes it comes so naturally, and then sometimes it it's really tough. But it feels great when you you finish it, and and uh, I think all the songs sound pretty cohesive, which is is also nice. And it, they they were very cohesive together, so that's why I was like, oh, I think uh, I'll ask her about the editing. I felt like you definitely like to be uh, hands on into all aspects of the music process even if it's something that you're not quite comfortable with do you feel like that's important for artists to be able to to experiment in in uh, the editing process yeah I think that I changed my opinion on this a bit I think that it's important for artists to know how it works um because you know writing a song isn't easy and performing it isn't easy but it's a totally different art form. And I, I think if you're really trying to record your, your songs and want to feel like they're yours, being a part of that process is very important, which is one of the reasons we wanted to fully do our EP 
on our own. Um, so yeah, to just hand your songs to a producer, and I see a lot of young artists especially do this. They hand their songs to a producer, they make it sound like Billie Eilish or whatever, and it doesn't actually sound like them anymore. They can't play them live. They're it, It's not conducive to their actual sound. And it's kind of, I see, yeah, I see this a lot with the young artists. It kind of tricks them into thinking that a, like they're, they're better than they are. And I don't mean that in a degrading way. I just mean it in, I think it's always important to be working on your craft. And it also, I think it takes away the uniqueness that you're going to put it, put into your own recording. So I, I think it is important. Um, my first release, which I did with um, a friend of mine, Denise Marie, it's the Blue Jeans cover. Like I mixed that, produced that, super simple, but um, it was great to have, like completely do that myself. Um, that being said, I almost took a, an audio engineering course this, this fall and I decided not to because I don't want to be spending all my time in front of a computer mixing my tracks. Um, it's a huge process. I want them to sound as good as they can be. And I also don't want to spend all my time doing it. So I want to keep learning, but I'd rather hire somebody who loves doing it, who's amazing at it, and then spend my time writing and in the production process and, um, and practicing and performing and doing all the other things. So I think there's a balance. I think it's important to study it. I think it's important to know uh, why things sound the way that they do, especially um, in terms of communication and especially as a woman where people just assume that you don't know anything uh, in this industry. But yeah, like I, I like saying, I want more reverb and I want it to sound like this and this is probably the kind of reverb or I don't like this frequency in my voice. So can you pull it down or, uh, you know, like basic things like that, that are communication or else you're never going to get the sound that you want. So you have the EP out now, uh, and then possibly a full album next year. Is there are plans uh, for an album next year? We're going to do touring hopefully maybe next year. Uh, what mm -hmm. are you looking forward to? Uh, well, I'm working on my solo album, um, mostly, uh, right now, and I'll be recording that in probably February, uh, as well as a few singles. I don't know if you know the artist, Sean Hook. He's a big, um, pop, pop musician, but he's also a family friend and he's doing, um, the production for, for one of my songs, which is hopefully going to be a big deal. It's sounding really amazing. Um. It's a lot of recording projects going on, uh, hopefully doing some videos as well. With the band, we are releasing an acoustic EP this February that is going to be acoustic versions of songs that we've already released. And oh, cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool because it's just going to be the two of us um, playing our instruments and singing. So it'll be more of a way to showcase our musical skills uh, without all the production uh, and so I'm really looking forward to that project and then we're also going to be recording three more tracks that are a little bit more upbeat than our our EP groovier um, super excited about them there's one called lost and found that I think is going to translate really well uh, if you guys know the band sir woman they're out of Austin it's kind of in that that vibe 
Uh, they're great if you haven't checked them out. Uh, then we're also going to do a three-song live off the floor recorded EP that will release both on audio, um, like Spotify and iTunes, etc., as well as do videos and releases on iTunes. Um, I mean, we're kind of thinking about approaching labels soon. We've been deliberating with that because there's definitely pros to being independent, but it's getting to the point where, like, we need more support. I need more support with all of the business side of things. It's We've been doing great, and, and I've been doing great for my own stuff too, but it's, it's so much. And to have a support team, I think, uh, will be a total game changer. So whether that comes from a label or just hiring the right people, uh, that's something that's like really on my mind for 2021 is to develop uh, a strong team. That's everything I was hoping you would say. More music. Yeah. And then uh, hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird time with COVID, but uh, I would love to see you guys go on tour and uh, hit the Texas cities, Dallas, Fort Worth. We were supposed to play Utopia Festival in Austin in September and Obviously, that got canceled, but we are on the bill for next year. So if that can happen, we'll we'll be down there, and then we'll stay, and we'll tour everywhere around that area. We were down there in January, February, March. Um, we spent six weeks in New Orleans playing, and then we went to Texas and then up to North Carolina and Nashville. And honestly, like I love Canada. I love British Columbia. And I'm always telling you, Joseph, you got to go to Vancouver because the – the city is absolutely stunning with the mountains. Like you'll take the most incredible photos, but the music scene down in the States, especially in that area is so wonderful and so supportive. It's a completely different world. And I music, can't music wait. capital of the world. Yeah. And, and it's not even like it's the musicians and it's the people. And I would meet people on the street in line for coffee and say, Oh yeah, I'm playing a show tonight and they would actually show up like in Vancouver it's so hard to even get like your best friend to come to your show but down there people just want to meet people and they want to see new music and it's it's a really cool environment that I can't wait to to explore a little bit more yeah maybe you uh, might become a transplant uh you know Nashville or you know Austin's an, an amazing city uh, I'm not really sure about the recording aspect uh, but oh, it's good. your environment <laughs> is very important uh, the recording creator. is really good. Yeah. My dad lives in North Carolina, so it's only about a five-hour drive from Nashville. Not yeah, yeah. Usually the best of both worlds, you know. Um, <laughs> come down here for our barbecue and our, our tacos. <laughs> oh, I'll almost play for barbecue. Like, I'm, I, I'm pretty staunch about um, getting paid, but if you want to pay me in barbecue, like Texas barbecue, I might do it. <laughs> It's so writing good. the writing the mental note down now. In fact, I'm ordering yeah. barbecue for us right now. I'll almost play for barbecue. You said that you were going to play a song for us. I am. Uh, what song are you going to play? This one is called People Games, and I haven't released it or recorded it yet, but um, I think that I just might have to. Oh, okay. So this is a world-exclusive people. Well, I did play it on the radio in, in Nelson, but we're a pretty small town, so. No, we're going to edit that out. This is, this is. <laughs> it's a world exclusive. This is a world exclusive. Yes, yeah. It's an American exclusive. People games. All right. Let me know if you can't hear this. 
think you're perfect, that you're the king of mankind. If destructions are measured, then you're the best we'll find. Humans are pawns and tools made for breaking and bending. You think God will amend you with no apologies or amendments? If I call you out, am I a threat or just a woman? Will you shut me up and take my mouth and take my body? There's no pause, no rewind, don't do it over. But if there was, nothing would change your feet on the power of playing people games. Watching the ruin of a nation. Ignorant voices, yeah, and we are still the greatest inside. How many apes you can create with dirty agendas and fake news commanding your every word? If I call you out, am I a threat or just a woman? If I shut me up and take my mouth and take my body there's no pause no rewind don't do it over but if there was nothing would change your feet on the power of playing people games respect but you don't give it you quote the bible but you don't live it you make the rules that you don't follow you should be hope but you're the gallows it's too late to make amends it's too late to offer your hand it's too late it's too late if i call you out am i a threat or just a woman will you shut me up and take my mouth and take my body there's no pause or why don't do it over but if there was nothing would change your feet on the power of playing people games I like that. That's a great song. Hey, it's got a little, yeah. uh, like the little bluesy riff there. You change over into the chorus. It's like, dun, 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 dun. yeah, uh, I just started playing guitar in like since COVID. I'm a keyboard player normally. Um, so it's been really fun because it's, it's a very inspiring instrument. What, uh, what guitar is that? Uh, this is just an acoustic, it's a tachamine. You're attacking me? Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. What a, it's, it's just a little bit political on that song, too. Um, you have a lot of passion in your words behind it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I've never really considered myself to be a political person, and I don't write um, a very opinionated music most of the time. So... But I took a songwriting course um, through a music festival last month, and it was all about writing protest songs. And it, one of the exercises was writing in response to a, an artist. 
Um, and I chose Cheryl Crow, and she's been putting out some amazing music lately. Oh, I yeah. Mean, Cheryl Crow is a legend. She's a legend. She's incredible. I got to meet her in February in, in Nashville, which was cool. And so that's the song that came out. And if you listen to my newest release, Only Love, uh, maybe I'll get you to play it after at the end of the podcast. But it's it's kind of along the same same vein. It's a little bit less uh, descriptive and a bit more, you know, about love. But uh, somebody said, "Are you are you turning into a political singer?" I'm like, no, I don't think so. But I think that it's I don't want to be defined by by it, but I think that it's an incredible way to speak your mind. And I'm excited to explore more topics, like not just political topics, but other, other things um, beyond, you know, love and relationships and, and all the mundane things that I still love writing about and I will still continue writing about, but there's so much more that can be written about. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think of musicians and well, artists in general are, I think they're, uh, they're, they're philosophers, you know, and we're kind of in a weird time period right now. Uh, but I, I like it. I like it. And, uh, but I also like music to be abstract. So I'll let the, uh, the listeners uh, determine what they feel like it might be about or uh, just to listen to it whenever they want to hear a really great song. And I really believe like when, when you write a song, you're, when I write a song, like it's about something to me, but when I give the song away by performing it or recording it, it, it doesn't lose its meaning, but it gains meaning, um, and it can mean whatever, whatever it means to the listener. Um, and it's not wrong; like it, that's right. You know, it should it should resonate with you in whatever way it's resonating, and that's what the song is about. It's not about what I wrote it about anymore. So I think that's kind of a cool way to interpret music. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a real privilege. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. I can't wait to share this podcast with everybody. And, and I want to thank you for uh, sharing some of your story. And uh, I really I really hope that you get a tour again. And I'm looking forward to that uh, acoustic EP out next year and maybe a, an album. And thank you again for playing uh, on the show. And that's it, everybody. I want to thank you all for listening. And I want to thank Anna Katarina again for coming on. Truly, truly talented person. And I'm now going to leave you with her latest single, Only Love, again available on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify. But that's it for me. So until next time, you guys stay creative. to the heat shame shows our guilt by burning on our cheeks caught up in fighting for what we think we believe but do you even know who wrote the stories you're telling it's only love I hate it comes from the top 
folks. 